The relentless rain of the long weekend has left death and destruction in its wake. We find out just how bad the situation on the ground is by speaking to the Western Cape Provincial Manager of the Red Cross. Welcome, Fernand Kampfer. Hi. Thank you, Chris. Thank you very much for having us. We really appreciate it. Please tell us just how bad the impact of the past weekend's storms have been. I can say to you it has been devastating. Um, first, the, the storm surge, which predominantly affected a lot of coastal areas, businesses, um, and then with inclement rain patterns that is now seen a lot of places with low-lying areas as affected by the rain. It started off with critical infrastructures that was being damaged, like um, electrical lines, etc. Then it started with, and we monitored it, then it moved from there to actually access roads, main roads being closed, leaving large populations of communities and settlements with no access to their families or way through to, to get home or either to get in. So it made um, access to them to provide relief a little bit difficult. Um, I know that City of Cape Town has been working alongside the Fire and Rescue Services with a National Institute for Sea Rescues to, to monitor the whole process and to give access where there is high flooded roads using dinghies um, alongside with us as well. For the South African Red Cross, we will stand by for humanitarian relief and, and this came in the form of providing hot blankets, hot meals. So we worked with collaboratively with various um, government stakeholders so that we can saturate the, the relief items to far-reaching areas. We worked collaboratively with a lot of other NGOs in and around Cape Town, as far out as in Gordon Space, and Lodi's Pass, um, Hermanus areas as well. So we've been on standby since Friday, and we've now seen the devastating impact of the floods. It came with gale force winds in the Hangbel held by areas where a lot of informal dwellings were affected. Um, and this is, is all coupled with um, the rain, the relentless rain that saw a lot of people not being, a lot of resources not being able to, to go to, to areas that has been affected. From the reckless perspective, we, we try to first make sure that things are safe before we ac access any area. And this required us to stay put. And as soon as the rain cleared up, we were in the areas, in the locations. A lot of the preparative work was done at the offices. So we managed to feed and, and provide some blankets. But the need is still great. And, and, and obviously we need to now look at the recovery process for those ones affected. Do you know which area has been the worst affected? That is really difficult to say because um, the impact is so, so, so vast. You'll find that people in Salodis Pass, um, Strand, all been affected with waste, waste deep waters um, where they used to live. Um, people in Hangbert were affected by gale force winds and, and continuous rain. So it's difficult to, to assess. I know that the city of Cape Town is also management. They are currently in the field now as we speak, um, doing damage reports. So we'll know as soon as they have these the stats available to us. But I can confirm that the impact was devastating. Are the areas that you are not yet uh, able to access? Drayton was inaccessible at this point in time, um, but we have a local committee inside of Drayton, 
and they were feeding from inside. We have relief items there. Um, there is a few areas in the tier vital school that is inaccessible. Um, we are waiting for disaster management to give the clear and the go ahead for that to be as to, for us to go in and assist. But as a stand, there was a lot of areas that was inaccessible, as in big areas, locations, and towns that was completely cut off in and around the Caledon areas. So we're working a lot disaster management to to see how and where the areas that is requiring need can be assisted. Uh, how many deaths do you know of as a result of the storms? I have I have no official reports on that, um, but I'm sure if if we give the certificate down a bit of time. They'll release those tests to us. They are currently busy with the assessments, and and we'll wait to hear from them to to give us an official report. Now, um, I, this morning when I called, I uh, your, your phone and lines were ringing over book. What what are people? What kind of help are people asking for? Um, the, the lines was ringing because a lot of people are calling in for help. People are saying our, our places is flooded. Can you give us some support? So. Um, we have made, we are going to go and, and make another appeal for, for warm clothing, um, for blankets, and for, for water, drinkable water. And we are looking at vanity packs as well. A lot of baby packs, babies are affected as well. We, we noted from the areas we were assessed, um, you're not able to utilize those baby equipment anymore. So we need a lot of baby materials like nappies milk, formula, clothing even, and um, from what we could see and assess based off the needs, um, the need out there is still for clothing, blankets, water, vanity packs, and, and a hot meal. From our side, we've prepared hot meals, and we do this collaboratively with a lot of other NGOs, so that we don't just work in one area. But the current need right now is non-perishable items, clothing, warm clothing, Blankets, water, drinkable water, vanity packs, and baby packs. Any form of baby material, which is nappies, wet wipes, formula, clothes, and usable. And where can people drop all these items or have them sent to? At this current moment, we are working on, on opening up all our offices. We have offices. If you go to our website, you'll see all the addresses. But the main office for delivery drop-off is at in Weinberg, which is 21 Broad Road, Weinberg. We have offices in Drayton. We have offices in Hermanus. We have offices in Muscle Bay, George, and in Eisner. And we've all opened the, opened the doors so that they can, people can deliver and drop-off goods. But the preferred drop-off center, the central drop-off center, which we prefer, would be the 21 Broad Road, Weinberg. Now, you've been around... Uh the Cape for a long time. Is this the worst um, storm damage um, in humanitarian terms that you've encountered? The damage is severe. It's really, really intense. And I think um, the timing, it's its its what caught us off guard. Um, this is seasonal rain and that we would expect a bit of flash floods. But this is, it's its more out of timeline than what it is the, the severity of it. So for us, its its it's more of of the preparative work we have, we this is our fire season. So our preparative work is mostly for fire preparation. Um, did we, we've not prepared for the actual impact of a flash flood in September, which is springtime. Um, and there's a lot of scientific ad, ad attributions for that. Um, and it, it's a lot of contributing factors, but for us, 
what we prepared for as is is fires um to to see the floods the flash floods in the sea gods and the impact thereof it's it's for us unprecedented actually so you you were prepared for fire not flood uh, but yes. uh, there was a level a level nine yellow warning we've seen some high ones but that one at this time of the year what puts it very high it's in the timeline it came um I, I always say that when it's a warning coming from from the weather service, it's it needs to be taken into to caution because it is for sound data. So when the minute we got the notification at level nine, we immediately activated our teams and we said, "Look, guys, everyone's on standby." And again, it's a disaster response. We are a disaster response unit, but a level nine warning it comes with a lot of preparation. And we had to put in our contingency plans, etc. We activated all our teams as far out as in Lanesburg, um, Gordons Bay, Salenbosch, Oak City. All the three metropole branches were all activated the minute the notification came out. So we were really thankful that we were able to at least get a bit of warning and preparative actions could have been taken into place. So, so that is the early warning system that is input by disaster management really assisted us was being able to respond efficiently and very effectively. Can you give us an indication how many teams or people you have out there? So like I mentioned, I activated the entire, in, because it's a level nine. So we activated as we acted, activated all of the nine branches within the Western Cape. And all of them have, have so the way it's a 10 core volunteer system. So provincially we have 10 volunteers which sits on one of the branches. So that's each 10 of those volunteers have 10 people below below them as activators, disaster responders. And then each of those 10 has their individual team that will respond to disasters. So when the notification came out, we, really were, we were ready to maybe activate with about 300 people, volunteers, trained volunteers, giving up their time and saying, listen, I'm ready if the call comes. So when the notification came out, a few hours later, we activated all of them. So we were ready able to respond the warm bodies was just over 300 but for now we've only managed to use enough enough for this response 17 17 warm bodies they've worked since last night um we've managed to cook food for about 150 people um we've distributed this current moment we've distributed only 80 blankets based on assessments Etc. But these are all done with 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 impact based studies or assessments on where people were mostly affected. However, the Thank numbers will dramatically increase after this assessment. So a lot of people will now come out as I was also affected. The ones that we we did assist were left for the elements, and we worked alongside, like I mentioned, a lot of other NGOs. One have to recognize that the collaborative work in this time is important for the Red Cross, because it's important for us to, to reach as many people as possible. Thank you. Uh, do you have any idea um, how long it will take um, for things to normalize a little? Um, with regards to communities bouncing back and, 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 and being able to function, the resilience of there for us, our response time within there is only three days. But after those three days, we will go back and we work on the recovery process. On our recovery as a Red Cross, it's normally we walk a journey for about a month. Um, bear in mind that um, when the, the the impact 
the shock happened, the first thing that a lot of families did was grab the families and ran out of the houses. And this all has psychological impact. So the first way for the Red Cross is to respond with immediate relief and relief items. Second is to look at what it is that we can do with regards to recovery. The third thing that we, did, we do is to see how do we harness the resilience to make sure that when something like this does happen again, that the community themselves are able to recover quicker and in a short amount of time period. But then the fourth pillar that we do is psychosocial support. We, we give counseling to the affected people that is in shock because the minute you are in, in the process, the adrenaline is there, but when things settle down, that's when the psychosocial support is required. So after this phase, we go in with psychosocial support training and then we provide counseling on a very ad hoc basis to people that is affected, both by the impact and also by the shock. So this is the process that we do. So it's a, it's a long-winded process, but it, it ensures that when a shock like this or impact like this do happen again, the recovery time is shortened because of the resilience or the ability to either bounce back quicker. We also work with communities that is laying, living in low-lying areas to when they do build back, we recommend that they build back on the city of Cape Town speculations, specs, um, specifications are speculations, specifications so that they can build back better. That's one of the themes for the Red Cross after the disaster, when we do recover, that we build back better so that when the next shock comes, we're able to respond and the resilience is a bit stronger. Thank you. That was Fennel Camfer of the Red Cross speaking to Biz News about how the Red Cross is helping the victims of a human disaster left in the wake of the unprecedented storms in the Western Cape this past long weekend. Thank you for now. Pleasure. Yes.